Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player that you might have. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. All right. I've got some disturbing news tonight, guys. All right. Mark Hamill has been fired. What? It's true. Mark Hamill has been fired, and we're going to tell you all about it because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, June 14th, 2019, episode 89 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and four-fifths of the Hive have joined me tonight. And we're going to start it off, as always, with the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Stevie broke it, man. I am sitting here saying hello to the yellow Baldwin Road. I've just <laughs> seen Rocket Man. I loved it. I thought it was great. And I think you should go see it too. Aaron has seen it twice. And so I hear good. I hear nothing but good things about that film. So good. Oh. Could not be better. We had a big, long, drawn out discussion a few weeks back about uh my pick was dream girls and somebody so else had a, had a pick of what was it dave what was your pick over dream girls uh la la land which one was better mm. rocket man blows both of those pieces of shit wow. away rocket did we seriously devote time on this podcast to dream girls versus la la land yes we <laughs> did because la la land fucking sucks that's yeah. why wow i'm agreeing with greg tonight holy crap <laughs> What is you, going pe- on? you people have no taste or appreciation of fine cinema. <laughs> also, also <laughs> and on La La sh- Land is neither of those. Also on the show tonight... Oh, man, I ha- I very much disagree <laughs> with that. Also on the show tonight, he is the... He's not the captain. Damn, that's the second week in a row I've messed that up. You've done that, yeah. I am so sorry. At least you're being consistent. He is a lifelong Star Wars fan! <laughs> Ivanski. Thank you, Steve. I'm going to get my musical out tonight because we're talking about Dream Girls. La La Land is a piece of perfection on celluloid. Oh, wow. Because you were you went a different road with that. Uh, I did. I, I heard Greg say piece of shit. Yeah, well, we're going to split hairs on that one because yeah. he's wrong. Um, yeah, that's funny. That's weird. I was going to have a totally different intro, but this whole musical thing came up and I just saw mm-hmm. Rocket Man myself. Oh, and? Absolutely. And? and? Fantastic film. See? Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I really wasn't <laughs> expecting what it was, and I loved it, and I'm here tonight mm. to talk about Rocket Man and Star Wars. I understand. Oh, I don't want I don't want to throw up a spoiler alert for Rocket Man, but apparently there's a really moving scene where he, he hugs. He, he gives a hug to himself. I don't yes. wanna, yeah, I don't want. Yeah, well, that's all I'm going to say. Do, yeah, we shouldn't talk. But about it makes me. It, it it gets me all. You know. All, you, wait, all wait, emotional just, thinking about it. So you haven't seen it yet. Not yet. Yeah, it, you should it, go. You yeah, should go. you're going right. to cry, man. You're going to cry. You know I'm a crier. You and are Dave, gonna, you're going to. He ball. is a crier. 
You Dave, won't. have you not seen this movie yet? How have I, you not seen this movie yet? I have not seen Rocketman yet, and shockingly, it's very easy to not have seen that movie. Mm. Wow. No, it is not. No, yeah. It wow. is. Look, I'll tell you what I did see is mm. the feel-good television broadcast of the spring, which is Chernobyl. I was oh, going to say Chernobyl. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I watched this weekend, and that, oh. that sir, is a amazing breathtaking oh. achievement okay that I, now well I'm worth it. I, I gotta say i have watched it and i have been i have watched all of it i think i'm i'm on episode three i think and i tell you i'll tell you what riveting yes absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yes. riveting yeah not only I, do i, I agree with dave recommend it to anybody though because it is so <laughs> goddamn depressing it was so <laughs> dark what are you talking about it is so dark. how are you it, not it, checked it, into a hospital it is right depressing now, it is dark, but by the same time, the spirit that the Soviet people show in just dealing with the problem. I mean, it's just literally just constant like, oh, this should kill us. Fuck you. We're doing it anyway. And then they go out and they solve the problem. It's just amazing. Wait, wait, wait. It, they solve the it problem? Is a, a glim- it is this bright, shining bit of the human spirit in the midst of this horrific horrific disaster. Absolutely. And it is one problem after another. It's not just... Mm. A problem. There are constant hurdles to get over in every single episode. Okay, the scene where they have to clear the carbon off of the roof of the building oh, if you're caught uh, up. Ninety seconds at a time. And they're to do figuring it. Yep. out what to do. Let's. We don't have robots that can handle uh, it. And yeah. so the guy goes, "Bio robots." And everyone looks at him and he goes, "Men." It's just absolutely chilling. God, see, you it, just have to see this show. Oh, that scene is fantastic. It. But also the scene where they have to get through the the, oh. the water oh i swear to god I've, i haven't felt that tension since alien or aliens mm. it's just terrifying god i haven't felt that tension since i tried to get through this intro so let's <laughs> let's let's keep going here also on the show tonight actually not on the show tonight but hopefully coming later he's the captain of the he is working again again Working hard for his money, so hard for it, honey. We actually had to change the date that we record the show. We'll talk about why in a moment, but we had to we had to go a day early, and Nico could not change the old work schedule. So uh, hopefully he'll come a little bit later. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yes. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> Coming a little bit later. Ooh, wow. Well, well, is that an offer? It's an after Ugh, show. God. And finally. Well, with all that, it sounds like you've got a pretty big night planned, huh? <laughs> that was that was well-timed. <laughs> we have... He's nude and thinking bad thoughts. <laughs> Dave! Taking her out to buy sexy bras and panties. <laughs> Circumstances. You have that dark hair. Do you have any body hair? <laughs> Should you ever? We could just be naked all day. <laughs> and I mean, watching you blank him, meaning the cat. <laughs> Why near the cat? Ever! You got toys? <sighs> Call him. And suck on your blank and feel the coming. <laughs> hey! <sighs> Remember, my blank is big. 
Potter. Blank my blank and blank you. Uh, Greg, it's possible to love and hate someone at the same time. (laughs) I am the living embodiment of that at this moment. Welcome to the show, Dave. What? Greg, where did you find a book on tape of the Star Report on President Clinton? <laughs> wow. The, the, the redactions uh, in that are just incredible. Uh, God, that's the redacted version? Oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm a hot and I, bothered I, now. I know. I'm, so, I'm oh. all hot and bothered now. I'm all flustered. I am sweating. And I wish, I wish people could... I don't want to be on video for the show, but by the same uh, token, that moment, I wish people could have watched Greg doing that because he was in profile to the camera. And every time the sound clip would stop, he would turn to the camera profile, just grinning so pleased with himself into the camera, looking at, at Steve, watching, just cracking watching, up. Watching Steve try, trying to get through the intro. <laughs> you know, and I, I literally... I got to time my sound bites, and I'm, uh, so I'm watching him to see when he's going to go. <laughs> literally, I'm sweating. Like, I, I have sweaty pits. It's not okay. <laughs> I'm I'm wow, fi- you, I'm filing this episode under protest. You you sure know how to attract the ladies there, Steve, with those Ooh, sweaty pits. So oh, hey, I sure do. Hey, thank you to you though, <laughs> Mr. Steve Baldwin, my favorite uh, rebel scum, for welcome. another another well planned, well produced intro for the show. There had nothing to do with it. Thank you. And to all the listeners out there, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to you, wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us. Thank you for joining us again on the Wretched Hive. We are on an off night tonight. Uh, there is some stuff and reasons for that that are very good, and I think Steve's going to talk about it a little bit. But I I totally blew the thing I was normally going to talk about here because I was provoked by the fact that I prefer La La Land over Dreamgirls or whatever fucking stupid musical you guys are trying to push on me. <laughs> did, you just call La La, did you just call La La Land fucking stupid? Oh, no, I called Dreamgirls Dream fucking stupid. stupid which oh, is I'm, incorrect, I'm with you. sir. I'm with no, correct. it's it is it is very correct. I have nope. the, I have I have the answers to the exam right here, and it says yes. Ding ding ding. Correct. <laughs> I reject right. your theory. <laughs> all right. We should do all a, right. We should do like that a was... mystery mystery theater uh, two th- three thousand uh, episode of Dreamgirls, and then one of La La Land oh, for this God. show. Not only did Dreamgirls suck, but the Glee episode where they did the homage to Dreamgirls also blew horrendous chunks. Uh, First of all, A, no. B, <laughs> why are you watching Glee? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say The question that. is, why aren't you watching Glee, <laughs> Why aren't you? It's quite all right. Well, if you've ever if you've ever watched Glee with Dave, give us a call, Christine, and let us know how that went. Uh, that uh, number there is 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell HIVE. You might be goddamn right. And you can also find us online at thewretchedhive.net. You can find us on Facebook that we love and we're huge fans of. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Wretched Hive Pod. Instagram at Wretched Hive 77. You can also email us to show at the Wretched You can find our app on the Apple App Store for the time being. Might be pulling that down pretty soon. Uh, did, didn't we get kicked off of there? We're not kicked off, but there's a bill to pay, and i got to figure out if I'm going to pay it or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you can also find us on Google Podcasts on Stitcher, most of your podcatchers, 
The best way, though, to listen to the show and review the show is on Apple Podcasts. It being the grandfather of the podcasts, uh, everything stems from Apple Podcasts, and it really helps us if you leave a review. We appreciate those that are there, and please, if you haven't, go on and leave a review of our show on Apple Podcasts. Now, we have got to get to some quick news, guys, before we jump into the news of the Star Wars land. Well, Star Wars... Uh, universe. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I I pimped that. Sorry a little bit. Uh, Big news in Wretched Hiveland. We are going... Is there Wretched Hiveland at Disneyland? Yes. (laughs) We are attending members of this podcast in the next 24 to 48 hours as we record the show. Yeah. Actually, 12 hours. Within yeah, within within so. twenty within twenty four hours, you will be completely done with it. We'll within be... twelve hours of the next twenty four hours, <laughs> it's math is hard. <laughs> Love Panther, eighty percent of the time works every time. Uh, <laughs> uh, we will be stepping foot in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at. Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Dave and I have reservations. We are taking the wives. And uh, something tells me that immediately following this episode, you will be able to download a mini episode of our review. And hopefully we can talk Christine and Lisa into uh, talking into a microphone as well and give their review of Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Dave, how are you feeling right now as we record the show? We're going tomorrow. Are you excited? It, it- Yes, it just feels unreal. It's something that we've been reading about and anticipating for longer than really any of the Star Wars movies. So it just feels a little unreal right now, and I'm just kind of kind of edgy. I want to get to sleep so I can wake up, get in the car, and drive to Disneyland and, and meet you in Tomorrowland so we can check in. Like yeah. I want to just yeah. fast forward through all of that to get to there because that's when I can relax. It feels and a little... Christine's looking at me like, yep, it's going to be a wild fucking ride for the next 12 hours for her it feels a little bit like like uh, christmas eve when you when you were a kid and it's kind of a little restless you know a little no, anticipatory. This is better. Yeah, <laughs> i agree <laughs> i agree uh 9 30 tomorrow morning and uh if if you are a time traveler since the show is on friday and you want to back up to wednesday and meet us at 9 30 at uh tomorrowland come on come on down yeah yeah it's going to be a great time um, Honestly, our, our, fuck it. If you're a time traveler, just drop in on us reporting the podcast right now. There you go. Just do it right now. That would Wouldn't it be, be so just three, badass to have two, someone walk in, one, in right there, now. Just right there. By the way, Dodgers win the World all. Series this year, and Steve and Dave go to the Galaxy's Edge. Wait, That's going to happen for sure. <laughs> yes. The World Series thing, Absolutely. hopefully. But. Uh, guys, are you going to be recording live? Okay, so I debated this. You debated? Well, I... Did you? I were am, you the master I'm debater? A, I am the master of my domain, and I debated with myself <laughs> about whether to bring a microphone that's, in. That's usually how that works. And I chose not to because okay. I do not want to get kicked out. However, and I don't want to sacrifice my ability to own an annual pass because this has happened. People have gotten in big trouble for this without press credentials recording in in Galaxy's Edge. Really? Yes. Hmm. Uh, but, how, but that was during the press blackout period, though. That was not oh. all the time. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll do some research tonight and make a decision. But, I mean, as I said two weeks ago in, in the episode that uh, hit the airwaves, I think the May 31st, 
um, <clears throat> everybody walks into Disneyland with a high def yeah. video recorder that will record hours of video and a pretty good microphone on your iPhone or Galaxy phone. I mean, everybody has some high quality recording equipment nowadays. So, you know, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I'll do some research tonight and make a decision. But either way, we will produce a mini episode and you will be able to hear that immediately following this episode. Okay. Yeah. All right. In the famous words of Jay and Silent Bob, do it, Doug. <clears throat> You've got to do you it. Just we do should it. make people think we're time travelers. Let's record and upload the mini episode before. Before this episode is available Ooh, to the public. That, that would be good. Non-linear storytelling, bitches. <laughs> okay, Tarantino. Coming in at the end and just being all, what the fuck happened? <laughs> also have to mention uh, a big moment in the life of the Baldwin children tomorrow. My child, Aaron, is graduating from high school tomorrow. Awesome. Aaron, I love you. Congratulations. You're awesome. Yes, congratulations. Well Aaron done. does not listen to this show. Uh, she probably never will, but <laughs> I'm putting that out there into the atmosphere just in case. Steve's, Steve's being you know very what? nice and kind right now, but now? he's actually saying, Aaron, it's time to move out. <laughs> <laughs> 30 God. years from now, she will download this episode and find that message from her father, and it will, it will move Aaron to tears. There you go. <laughs> That's what will happen. That's my prediction. Call on the shot right now. Call on your shot. All right. Well, with that, let's get into the news, people. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, aside from our visit, first visit to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, we're going to Batu tomorrow, Dave. Batu. It's going to be off the hook, man. Special guest joining in right now as well, guys. Oh, special guest joining in, the captain of the Millennial Falcon, Nico Rodriguez! Oh, my God. I made it. Hey. I made it. Perfect. He did not even take off his gloves, barely got his helmet off. I know. He, he, look, he, looks like a, he looks like a fucking motocross person right now. <laughs> Dude, that is hardcore commitment. So Nico rides a motorcycle. He literally is get he's on the show. He just ripped his helmet off. He's still got his like protective chest gear on. He's that's taking jacket, it off. That's what it's what motorcycle people call a jacket. Oh my God. Um welcome to the show, man. That's that's some hardcore commitment. Um, mind you, all my gear is black and white because as a Star Wars nerd, I try to live Star Wars in every facet of my life Love as much it. as possible. And the Love first it. Star Wars was filmed in black and white, as we're all aware. So Yes, that is a true yes, story. As we're all aware. I, I, I try to embody my fellow... Uh, what's the word? Stormtroopers. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still wind-based <laughs> from still, the ride home. I, still high? I, <laughs> Nico's still going 80 miles an hour, but he's in the slow. You lane. know how runners is it like a runner's high that yeah, they get? Yeah. Is do you get like a motorcycle Kinda. high? Yeah, a little. Yeah, I, I, I can I imagine get off the bike, and I'm like pretty stoked. Yeah, especially because yeah. I didn't get pulled over the whole way <laughs> home. There you go. That's always good. Have you ever been on a motorcycle? Oh yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, okay. yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, I owned a Peugeot moped when I was in high school. Wow, not to brag or anything. But... Yeah, I mean, come on. That thing was sweet. A Peugeot. You went all Yeah, fresh. you take a motorcycle, a bike, mash them together. That was how I got to high school. Wow. 
for a couple of years. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. looking at you like, yeah, you had a moped, buddy. Yeah, you did. <laughs> hey, it had three gears in my defense. Stop oh, well, that makes it. That makes it okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Stop, go, and slow. <laughs> exactly. I used to slow down by dragging my feet. I'm going to call you Larry Crown from now on. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into the news here. Uh, big story. Just hit the airwaves today as we record the show, June 11th, 2019. Senespia in Hollywood is presenting Star Wars, the original trilogy, for outdoor screening this summer. Now, if you're not familiar with Senespia, Senespia is this company that basically rents out the Hollywood Forever Theater and shows old movies. Yeah, uh, sorry. They have a whole series of like a summer film festival that they that they do every summer. It's nice and warm here in Southern California. You get in line over down at Hollywood Forever Theater, get your food, get your wine, get your beer. I don't know if you can bring that in. I think you can kind of sneak it in in plastic cups. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they are showing Star Wars, the original trilogy, and different nights over the summer. I'm pumped about this because... Last year, on this show, at some point, I talked about how we should host a viewing of Star Wars for Senespia. So right when I heard this, this afternoon, when I think Dave shared this on our thread, I messaged the... Oh, Scott did. Yeah, I want to talk about it, actually. I, okay, I messaged the I'm, Senes- I sh- Wait, I sh- wait, 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 credit, I shared it. I, I, I misunderstood Scott's raising his hand. He no, wants no, no, to talk no. about it. Dave. It's like he's in class. I shared it. He's in sixth grade. You're going to sit down on this one. <laughs> wow. Okay. You guys can <laughs> bitch to each other about who shared what. Uh, <laughs> but I immediately messaged the Senespia people. And oh, I man, said, I'm story for you. This so is... excited about this. <laughs> I produce a podcast. I would love to host the pre festivities with my co-hosts, maybe record our show or anything you want us to do, we are in. Senespia is awesome, and I recruited us to help them promote this viewing of Star Wars uh, nice. at the Hollywood Forever Theater. Let's see what happens with it. I'll keep you posted. Oh, you haven't received a response? Wait, no. Okay. I just so, reached out to them, haven't uh, heard back. So update, Scott, the person who shared it on our Facebook page. You're talking about Dave? Scott. Okay called and spoke with Senespia today, Oh, which is funny that you're saying all this stuff. And so I just did a couple, a uh, little bit of research on it. Okay. Uh, one thing was, and you can see me on their page, I did, somebody brought up the fact that they didn't know if it was going to be the original trilogy, theatrical release, which we all pretty much know it's not going to be, or if it was going to be the 1997 special yeah. editions. What? Was, was is it ever a doubt that it wouldn't be the, the special edition? I mean, they, that's that's the official version of the movie now, according to everybody well, at Lucasfilm. Is the, the special edition is the version of the movie now? Well, right. apparently there's still a lot of confusion on the on the threads on the webpage. So, I went and called and talked to the people over there. I talked to uh, I'm going to forget her name. I'm so sorry, but you were a wonderful, lovely lady to speak to. She had a lot of information. <laughs> um, she did mention that clearly it is, made a big impression. Yes. Yes, just like you, uh, um, D- Dan, D- Dave, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, wow. <laughs> I'm just having fun with my Jesus. friends here. That's all. Um, no. So anyway, uh, it is clearly a special edition. She couldn't clarify if it was the '97 or the 2004 version. Okay. So there are some differences. 
but it is definitely not the theatrical version. Okay, now I, I be, I'm going to stop you there for a second. Uh, that's great. So you reached out. It is. It's not the original theatrical. It's one of the special. It's ninety seven or two thousand four. Right. Okay. So I uh, a a fan of the show who happens to be listening on the side here mm-hmm. sent me an image, and it is of our thread on the old Slack. And it shows. I don't. I don't. Scott, I'm sorry. I don't acknowledge. It shows Dave shared the link on the Slack. So I've got to overrule you, my friend. It was Dave that shared. No, Slack uh, does not exist in the real world. It's the fantasy world of four certain people on this show. However, mm. I will say this. So in other words, you're saying you don't know what your password to Slack is. I did clarify <laughs> that I said on our Facebook page. So, okay. Funny right. thing is, his password for Slack is the same password for <laughs> Skype, and that's why he still comes to your house to use your Skype. Was well, it, wasn't he just he's on his own Skype, but tonight? it's be, it's because he logged into my son's laptop two years ago, and it still has his credentials and forgot the password. Yes. And I, as such, you know, I will say, guys, in defense I said of Scott I would be on here, the show tonight I, when you said Nico wasn't going to be on the show, but what happened? Uh, he's on the show, man. I already let as, Dave as, on. As, as far as the who posted first controversy, I will yes, say, yes. in defense of Scott here, yes. while Dave may be a prolific poster, Dave never reads <laughs> when anybody else posts there. So I got you, Nico. If, if, if he would, if he would have. If he would have, if Scott would have posted first, Dave wouldn't have cared anyway, and Dave would have posted whatever he wanted to, regardless. So. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, uh, I, I suppose you can make that argument. Although, uh, some people do read everything on the Slack because they have to produce the effing show notes. If, if Slack could get their shit <laughs> together so like Facebook, it'd be amazing. If Slack could get their shit together. <laughs> Like, you hear what you're saying? Like Facebook. Like okay, Facebook. Okay, Facebook. All right. Because uh. <laughs> clearly Slack is the problem here. And <laughs> if you have ever figured out what Scott's passwords are, give us a call. Uh, please. Give us a call. Five six two four five five four four eight three. I'm asking. Please call me. Karen, just. Call the show and tell us what his password is so we can actually participate like a human. (laughs) Now, Scott's face is uh, as red as a a Praetorian guard's uniform, I I guess. Are you okay? No, I'm going to bust a vein. Are you having a heart attack right now? Yeah, I can see your vein. You're sweating. It's hotter than hell in here, man. Yeah, I, I guess so. All right, so All right. so guys, I will let you know what the Senespia folks say. Uh, if we get a response at all, it would be fantastic. Uh, I think so. At a couple of the Senespias last year, they had like a DJ. They had some special thing going on before the show as the crowd was walking in. I could see us recording an episode of this show to talk about. Uh, like our our views on episode four and and you know sort of the impact that it's had on film and on our lives. I think that would be really cool. We could do a full episode. Of course, we wouldn't charge anything. We totally do it for free. Senespia people, gratis. We're there for I you. Mean, Except I for tickets could, for the to the event, I was, right? I was going to say we yeah. could probably ask for five admissions. Yeah. For okay. All right. We'll do it for free admission. We'll do it for free admission. That's easy. You know what? Actually, four admissions. 
I will buy myself a ticket and you guys get in free. How about oh, that? Oh, one more clarification. It is not at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It oh, is, it's at the Ford Theater? It's at the Anson Ford Theater. Okay. So Thank you. So most so Synespia does uh, – most of the movies are shown at the Hollywood Forever Theater. This one's at the Ford Theater. Yeah, they do. Which is couple... an outdoor venue as well. Yeah, and I don't do know if they know the... this or not, but we have a banner. <laughs> we do. And we have a, we have five T-shirts. <laughs> Actually, no, 10. All with, all with we Scott's face on the inside of them. Yeah, yeah we have 10 because we have Actually, the black ones and then we have the white ones. Do we, I well, never we got a black one, too, right? Steve. You never got a black one? No. I, I never got one of the black ones with Kenobi on the back. So, oh, but, that's because you're a son of a bitch. Well, it's Kenobi on the <laughs> front, actually. I hey, print you better watch out because one of my father figures is on this show. Oh, I don't mean... Oh, good God. You've pulled the car thing on me all the time. It's not... <coughs> Damn it, Nico. And your stormtroopers Nico. <laughs> now, Scott. Yeah. You can't lean back in your chair. I'm sorry. It's hard. And just hell. talk. I know you can hear us, but we can't hear you. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. What fist away, buddy. Nico, I have your damn shirt. Just it's like still Saturday in a Christmas night. gift bag fist. from like two years ago. Yeah, I got your fist you have, you, <laughs> you have a that shirt for even, Nico? I do. That oh. wasn't even a year ago. No, it was two years ago. So so Nico, Scott made black shirts for us oh and that's apparently he's got one for you but he's <laughs> not the... giving it to you for two years you know what? i'm gonna take a picture of it it's still in the christmas bag <laughs> that i gave to everybody else but nico wasn't there i hope it's time. dated i hope it says merry christmas 2016 you know what's funny <laughs> is you, you made shirts for everybody two years ago and then didn't give me mine and so I had her turn around and make shirts for everybody that had your face on it. Yeah, yeah. but I showed up to the event. That's the di- that's the difference. Wow. Oh, sorry that I'm a working millennial, <laughs> <laughs> and I have and you know like a regular job I clock in and out of. It was it was two years ago, and I get a W two. So we are recording wow. a podcast right wow. now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just say I get a W two? Yes. Shit. I can't, I can't stop laughing. This show is killing wow. me. Wow. We should just we're gonna do a we're gonna do a mini episode of that just last segment right there because that, that was happening. Right that now. was some solid gold. That was. And there ends the Nico Zone for tonight. Happening. <laughs> oh, why didn't you prep me for that, Nico? I thought you didn't have one ready. We can edit it. Oh we'll my do it. god! We'll put it in there. Submitted for your approval. I don't get a W two. I get a W two. Nico gets a W two. All right. Hey, let's get back to Star Wars. Um, so, <laughs> um, moving on. So there, there's a lot of news lately about video games and books, and we're going to cover a lot of it in the next few stories. So, first of all, this company called Limited Run, they've announced that they're going to be releasing Lucasfilm collector's editions of the classic Star Wars games from Lucasfilm. So, this is at GameInformer.com. By the way, is this a website that that you get the magazine Game Informer from... um, uh, What's the store? GameStop? Yes, from GameStop. No, I'm not sure. Is this the same company? No. Oh, yeah. Game Informer, yes, it is. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So, GameInformer.com. Title of the article is Limited Run Announces Lucasfilm Partnership to Release Definitive Collector's Editions of Classic Star Wars Games, published June 10th. Uh, Limited Run Games, a publisher that specializes in releasing physical versions 
of games that would typically not receive a physical release. Announced today during its E3 presentation, so this was part of E3 last weekend, that it is partner, partnering with LucasArts. LucasArts still a thing? I didn't I, realize that. Oh, yeah, there was an Didn't we just talk about back. this? Okay, like, come, Disney. a month or two ago? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning, let alone a month or two ago. Uh, oh. To release definitive collector's editions of classic Star Wars games. So, And there's a list. I was so, going to say, I need to hear that list. Yeah, there's a list of the games. You can find f- uh, a full list of the games below. So here we go. We've got, uh, well, number one, Star Wars. I don't know what that is, but... It's a game. Star Wars. I've heard of it. I would say it's the first video game. Sounds sounds familiar. Maybe the very first Star Wars game. All right. Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Oh, wow. Okay. Star Wars Dark Forces. Yes. Oh, I'm so on this. That's a big one, right? That's considered a classic. That was their first. Yeah, that was the the Doom knockoff that was reskinned as Star Wars. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. It's still, it was a badass game. It was cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't mean that in a disparity. I mean, everything was a Doom knockoff back in the day, so, yeah, you know. right. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. <laughs> so it's like, a, I imagine, a pod racing. <laughs> I still have my PC version of that. It's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Some right. guy actually just remade that not too long ago hmm. in the, uh, the what's the Quake engine? The Unreal Engine, okay. and it looks yeah. really, really good. Like, you can play that game basically in 4K. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. That might be fun. Yeah. I would be All right, Star Wars. This is a little awkward here. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. I know exactly that game. That is fantastic. Now, were all of these, like, in, like, 16-bit originally? Different formats. Okay. Um, if we're talking the original Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, I moved the thing over, damn it. The fist got moved. Um, yeah, uh, we're talking anything from original arcade games to the, what was it, Nintendo, and then, uh, God, what else were they, what other formats, PlayStation? Well, back then it would have been, like, Nintendo, would have been, um... Sega Genesis. Uh, may, maybe Sega, it depends on the game, really, is what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Craig, did you ever have The Empire Strikes Back? Because I remember playing that when I was younger, but I don't know where. Uh, which version are we talking about? A little side scroller one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was there, very like Prince of Persia. For for Super Nintendo, at 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 one point for Super Nintendo, they did have a um, I guess it was side scrolling. They called them Super Star Wars and Super Empire Strikes Back, and there were a few of them that were that were released that were that were cool, fun little games. You know, they were they were decent. They did their they did their job right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were good. Those were early '90s or late '80s. Yeah, probably, probably, yeah, probably early '90s. Okay. By the way, I should mention this article says that uh, planned releases arrive June 28th, so they're already out. Uh, with Star Wars, uh, sorry, they're not quite out yet. Almost. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter for PlayStation Four, and get this, Star Wars for NES and Game Boy. Nice. Okay. So they're actually making those cartridges. Like I, they have like, don't they have retro versions? That is that cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Um, all right, to complete the list here, Star Wars Jedi Knight. Yes. Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast. That's okay. That's the one I'm talking about. That's Jedi, the good one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. I don't think I played that one. Star Wars Racer Revenge. Hmm. 
Star Wars Rebel Assault. Now, these last three I've heard of for sure. Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Star Wars. That's the one. Isn't that the one that had the first ever AT-AT Snowspeeder mm. scene in it? Isn't, yes. that, isn't that Shadows of the Empire? That is Shadows of the Empire. That was the mass multimedia crossover event, yes. which was yeah. so good. Okay. Yes. So good. And then uh, last two here. Big title, Star Wars TIE Fighter and Star Wars X-Wing. TIE Fighter and X-Wing. Yep. Ugh, I'm, yep. I'm those, are, those are great games. Yep, those, those are amazing games. Any idea how much these are going to cost me? Like if I want to get one of these for PS4, which we have a PS4. It's not going to be a bundle. They're individuals. I, well. Yeah, and what platforms are they releasing all of these? I know that they're saying they're supposed to be physical releases, but on what platform? Like, Because most of these were traditionally PC games, but a few of them, like Shadows of the Empire, I think was a Nintendo game. I don't think that was a PC game. If yeah. it's only a place, if it's only on PlayStation, then I guess I'm going to have to buy a PlayStation because I love me some Star Wars X-Wing Starfighter. Yeah. Well, yeah. well they did, I, I, I didn't catch that in your story, though. So did they say what platform they're going to be released on at all? Well, so... I, I, I didn't see it in the story, and thank you, Greg, for reading what I post on Slack, but I did not see it in the story either. <laughs> it does say Star Wars Bounty Hunter for PlayStation 4 and Star Wars for NES and Game Boy. That's all it says. Okay. Uh, so so mm. uh, no more information than that. Maybe one of our listeners can help us out with that. If anyone knows anything, call us and leave a message or email us. I'll, I'll look some info up, okay. too. All right. I'm interested in almost all those games, so... That's fine. Yeah, Shadows I love of the, the Empire old stuff. was a blast. It really was. Cool. Very good. Um, by the way, I highly recommend you do get a, a PlayStation 4, Dave, because I want to see it on your TV. Aha. I want to come over and well, play. See, Dave with the 4K TV has to get the PS4 Pro, though, not just a PS4. He has to get a PS4 Pro. Or and now's the, time to do, now's the time to do it because they're on. you get like an extra 50 bucks off right now because it's E3 week. And didn't I hear that Microsoft released a new game uh, platform? They they, they announced, announced Project Scarlet. Ah, but it's not released yet. I think Nico didn't they say twenty twenty? I or am I imagining that? Probably. I haven't checked up on any of the E three stuff because I've been working. Um, but yeah, that's probably gonna be. I would I would assume like late first quarter, early second quarter. 2020. Okay. Tallulah rightly hates all things Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Tallulah making her her bi-weekly appearance so, on the Wretched Hive. Tallulah does, does not appreciate the role Halo played. <laughs> Ruined video you games. You know, there's, there's literally only one reason why I'm an Xbox fanboy over PlayStation and it's literally the controller. Mm. The PlayStation controller feels so unnatural in your hand. You like having a one joystick high and one joystick low. It's not even that. It's just the shape of like the shape of it, the way it sits in your hand. Well, even even the old PlayStation, the very first one, had mm. an had an awkward feel. It was it it, hmm. it wasn't it didn't sit right. You they could, haven't changed it. It's the same exact layout. Yeah, it's basically the same design. Yeah, it's basically be. the same design. Is Serious? it the Dual Shock yes. controller that you guys don't like? I don't mind it. Okay. It, it it is it is a thing though. It is a controversy between Xbox and PlayStation people about what, and whatever. The funny it is, so. the funny thing is you can get aftermarket PlayStation controllers that are shaped like, like an the Xbox. Xbox one. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah oh, is that but... right? Mm. Yeah. 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 I never yeah. after PlayStation One or the original PlayStation, 
I, I was an Xbox guy after mm. that. Okay. I just stopped. I couldn't deal with it anymore. You have an Xbox now? Yeah, Xbox One. Xbox One. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're a PlayStation family. I like the game. The games that they release on PlayStation, the exclusive games are, are more ones that I would play. Although there's less and less exclusives, but even still, like they're more ones that I would play. Yeah. And I like I don't play Halo, and so right. that takes away the big motivation for me to get an Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. And I did play God of War, and I did play Metal Gear, which at the time was PlayStation exclusive, and I did play, um, what else was out there? Uh, I don't know. But yeah, that's that, that's what the games that brought me into PlayStation. Although your kid would play Halo, like, obsessively, Oh, right? he's got an Xbox. He's, yeah, okay. he's, he yeah. has an Xbox, yeah. Kyler has an Xbox. I only know mm-hmm. that because my kids would come home from your house lamenting the fact that they just got <laughs> absolutely like brutalized in halo (laughs) (laughs) sounds like my son (laughs) uh all right a few other random stories here before we get deep into some star wars mythology and books here today tonight on the wretched hive um a interesting story about netflix now dave dave is uh, uh dave gets the gold star for show contributions this week he had he posted quite a bit on our thread and Dave, you posted this article about from Netflix, well, from fan sided, no, sorry, NetflixLife.com, uh, talking about how Marvel and Star Wars movies and Disney movies will be back on Netflix in 2026. And I got a kick out of this article because it's like, hey, good news, Netflix lovers. Star Wars and Disney and Marvel are coming back to Netflix. In 2026, <laughs> we'll we'll see if Netflix is still around in 2026. Yeah. We have that to look forward to. <laughs> Hold your breath; it's almost here. Uh, I I think they maybe haven't looked at a calendar. That's I'm uh, sadly. So I was looking at this article, and I just thought. I'm still going to be paying college tuition in 2026. That's how how many children I have. That'll be Sam's last year of college when, when it gets, uh, when Netflix gets back to, to uh, the star Wars and Marvel universe. But it just made me think, Dave, is this, is this Disney just absolutely planning to milk star Wars and Marvel as much as they possibly can. And then like throw the corpse back at, at Netflix. I don't think anybody thought that far in advance. I think these streaming <laughs> rights were kind of worked out, you know, before uh, Disney decided to create Disney Plus. I, I just, as this industry is evolving, I, I said it glibly, but I wonder if Netflix is still going to exist in its current form in 2026. If Netflix loses all of this non-original content that it has to offer, and it only has original content. It's not making money right now off of its subscriber base. I mean, is it gonna is it gonna be a sustainable business model for that long? So, you know, we may come back to Netflix and find out that Netflix isn't there, and Disney Plus just says, "Oops, so sorry," and just keeps airing the stuff on their uh, on their network at that point. Right. Yeah, twenty twenty six in this industry seems like a very long way away. I mean, that's going to be Donald Trump's fourth term. I mean, who knows what the country's going to be like <laughs> at that point? But, I mean, also, on a, on a serious note, like, imagine, you know, 1999 and how huge Blockbuster was, and it did not take long for Blockbuster to be gone, you yeah, know? that's right. So Netflix could very well be gone in the next 10 years, so. 
Yeah, and now Blockbuster is reduced to basically meme status. And yeah. Well, it joke was status. a good supporting character in Captain Marvel. I mean, mm-hmm. let's not exactly overlook right. that. Yeah, exactly. Played a very important role. Exactly. Uh, guys, some interesting news out of Entertainment Weekly this week. Anthony Bresnikan, who has written about Star Wars and Marvel and really has been their lead for writing about these two franchises that, that we that we cover mostly on this show, uh, is leaving Entertainment Weekly. He uh, shared via Twitter. Uh, this is from June 6th. Working at Entertainment Weekly was a dream job. It's ended for me today, but I wanted to thank all of you who read, watched, listened, or shared. And he shared the image from the most recent uh, Marvel film, it's titled Part of the Journey is the End. Some may say leaving, others may say fired, but is that tomato, right? tomato. You think he's fired? Well, it was a, he wasn't fired for cause. It was a restructuring. They were just recently bought by okay. another organization. And so the new owners are cleaning house and they, they let go of a lot of their uh, longtime high price. At, yeah, high-priced, mm. you know, writers and, and staff and whatnot. I think 13 of their high-profile writers all got let go in, in total. Oh, I, looked I, it up, I, I looked it up after Bresnikan left because I was like, he's a huge name. And he was on all of their, you know, really top pop culture stuff. He did all the Star Wars stuff. He did all the Marvel yep. stuff. And had, like, really, you know, amazing insider access to that stuff. Got to visit sets and that kind of shit. And for them to let him go, there was something going on, you know? Yeah. I would love to comment on this story, but I never read anything on fucking Slack, so I'll just have to sit back and listen here for a bit. <laughs> Dave is salty at my comment earlier. Damn, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so so Bresnikan, on top of writing for EW, if you guys remember, he moderated some pretty important panels at Star Wars Celebration, yeah. uh, including the J.J. Abrams panel from back when I went in, uh, I guess that was uh, uh, Celebration Anaheim, is what they call it, from what four years ago have we um, talked about about celebration coming back to anaheim also have we talked about that not uh yeah we mentioned it yep okay next right. year yeah yes in fact we are going to apply to be on podcast row we'll see if it happens that's we're gonna, right we're gonna that's we're gonna right. aim for it yes i expect you to do that steve all right. If you don't make that happen, I'm going to be severely disappointed in you i may have to boycott a show or two i will definitely make the application happen Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Um, guys, th- we are going to transition into um, a little bit of speculation here. And so I've got to throw this up. All right. So moving forward, we've got quite a bit of speculation and potential spoilers to cover here for the rest of the show. And we're going to get into it by looking at some books that have been released. Now, Scott, I know this is going to really excite you because you love that you have to read the books I do. to figure out what's going on in Star Wars. I love it. Yeah. Actually, I have some updates on that. You do? Yeah. Okay. But I'll... Scott, you yeah. don't have to read the books. They're just there to enhance the story for you, but they're not required reading. Oh. <laughs> okay, Greg. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, to Greg's point, you can just watch the movies if you're a casual fan. 
Yeah. Uh, but if you really want to get into the mythology yeah. and get some backstory, the books and the comics are where it's at right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's a new book that uh, MovieWeb suggests may hold the key hey. to Emperor Palpatine's return and, in and The Rise of Skywalker. What's that, that shocking I, title? What is that called for this book? Is the, the Rise of Skywalker? Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> I, I'm wondering if there's going to be a connection there. No, it's called so, Master and Apprentice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dave. So I just, I just want to make it clear real quick. I only share movie web stories because I am just trolling Greg. That is, I, I, I don't Thank even you. read the fucking article. I just <laughs> see the movie web Star Wars headline and just share it right away. Everybody you knows. You've got a, Google, a, a Yahoo, a Google alert for just movie web and Star Wars and whatever it is. You're like, fuck it. Up it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's because Greg has worked out a deal. Every time we say the name movieweb.com on this show, he gets 13 cents. Uh, it's so right. it's a paid gig for Greg. Wait, right, Greg, uh, I have a I have a choice for you, real quick. Yes. Movie Web or La La Land? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna choose Rocket Man. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> so the the book that uh, is in uh, in question here in this article is one that's coming out by my favorite Star Wars author that's currently going, Claudia Gray. It's out. She wrote. Oh, it's, it's out already. Um, it was released it. in April. Oh, you have Master. Have you read Master and Apprentice already? I read one chapter of it. That's my favorite Tesh Mode song. Okay, <laughs> Master and Apprentice. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was like for, a for spot listeners at on. home. Greg looked shockingly like a Sprockets character when he was doing that. Was is the radio? Is the radio on in the background? It sounds know. exactly like Depeche Mode. But I just can't believe Dave just mentioned Sprockets. Touch my monkey, love him. Lieber mein Schminky. So author Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice was released in April and contained some old Jedi prophecies within. During one particular passage, Qui-Gon Jinn and his former master, Count Dooku, have been studying the Holocron prophecies. For those that maybe don't know, Holocrons are um, Sith and Jedi relics that contain important information and secrets within. Dooku specifically was obsessed with one passage, which was recently shared by... And I'm not going to say this. I'll spell it. Well, Franzman, F-R-A-N-Z-M-A-N 86 on Reddit. So this is quoting Reddit here. The Franzman or Franzman? Franzman. Franzman. 86 on Reddit. The the passage. (laughs) The passage reads (laughs) as follows. Quote, he who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again. Let me repeat that. He who conquer, he who learns to conquer death, will through his greatest student live again. So, Nico, does this mean? That, Fuck. I, I love what I call on Nico, and he's got that deer in the headlights look. That's my. It's the best thing ever. I think yes, but. You're interrupting my ice cream time. (laughs) You just missed him being spoon-fed, so that was fantastic. Nico, does this mean that we might see Anakin Skywalker in Episode Nine? What does this mean? What does Count Dooku have to do with Anakin Skywalker? Listen to the quote that Dooku is obsessed with. He who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again we know that palps 
is in episode nine. Or we have pretty strong evidence that he's in episode nine. Yeah. I think it's confirmed at this point. I think JJ confirmed it pretty much. So is the method that he was able to use to survive the return of the Jedi, does it have to do with him being reincarnated through through Vader and therefore might we see Vader or Anakin in episode nine? I'm still, I'm still confused. So he who learns to conquer death will have the means to come back through his apprentice. He who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again. Okay. So who was Palpatine's greatest student? Was it even Vader? Was it Anakin? I don't know. Scott, could it be the bigger question? Will it be Hayden Christensen or Sebastian Stan? That is the bigger question. Come on, is Sebastian Stan still alive? I don't know. Is he pushing up daisies? I am so sorry, Sebastian. I think they're gonna go the other direction with it, and it's gonna be Jake Lloyd. Oh, Oh, plot twist! twist. That is a great pull. This Can you got... imagine if they pull Jake, Jake Lloyd back into the Star Wars universe? Well, Doesn't he have to pull him out of the crack house that he's living in right now? Is he still? Is he still that? Is he's he still in... having trouble? He's in prison, isn't he? Is I think he? it's a meth. No, Sebastian. It will not be Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Stan it, is, it, is it, the Winter oh. Soldier. It will not oh. be because he died twenty-five years ago. <laughs> well, could it be Johann it, Sebastian Bach? <laughs> Yeah, well, that didn't stop fucking Peter Cushing, so don't count him out. Yes, great point. Wow, some names being flung around. Yeah, serious. Um, Movie web bullshit. I mean, we we all assume Vader is his greatest student. La La Land. What if it's... We've already seen Darth Maul. Could it be Darth Maul? Yes. Could it be Asajj Ventress? Damn. Ventress was a badass. But what Ventress wasn't really. Wasn't Vent- she more of Dooku's apprentice? Yeah. Oh, that's a good poll, Nico. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Leave it to the millennial yeah, to well, bring truth. That's where I was going with this, and thank you for bringing that up because yeah. I couldn't remember with all the different incarnations of Ventress. Yeah. I knew Dooku. Dooku started off as that person, but did Palpatine take over at some point? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think she was straight up. Okay. Dooku's. I what what did she make appearances on after Clone Wars? Was she in Rebels? Well, she was in the original Clone Wars Tartakovsky series. Yeah, that was the best. And and then she was in the Clone Wars animated series. Okay, but nothing after that. I don't think so. Okay. All right. No comic book appearances or anything like that? Uh, you comic book geeks. I, Fill not, in the blanks here. Yeah, I'm not Not that up. I recall. Yeah, okay. there's a giant hole in my comic book following on, so and that's, that kind of fits right in there. So, Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there's more to cover in books, guys, because there there are some great, very intriguing ideas out there, and one of them is... Another story, actually, from MovieWeb. We're going to stay on the MovieWeb train here. The Rise of Skywalker title. Was it revealed in The Force Awakens? It may have been, according to MovieWeb. Is this an official MovieWeb story? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where am I? 
Please, please. Dang it. <laughs> please mark I that I got to be quicker. Yeah. With the, uh, see, I what I do is I, I, I set aside the sound bites I think I'm going to use, and then I forget what I color. Oh, here we go. About one hour, Lucasfilm? 14 minutes. There we go. There we go. Uh, let's roll that again. Roll it again. Did it come from Lucasfilm? There we go. Um, so... All right, so according to MovieWeb, going back to The Force Awakens, this is uh, MovieWeb, the Rise of Skywalker title, Mystery, already revealed in The Force Awakens. Uh, going back to The Force Awakens, Supreme Leader Snoke wants Kylo Ren, warns Kylo Ren, excuse me, and General Hux that their plans could be derailed by the, resi by the resistance. <laughs> I think I've had one too many bites. <laughs> that last one, mm. do, not, do not get me another beer. He says, the droid BB-8 will soon... Sorry, the droid BB. Oh, that's more Palpatine. Yeah. The droid BB-8 will be soon delivered to the Resistance, leading them to the Last Jedi. So, sounds like the Last Jedi title was actually stated during the Force Awakens. That's interesting. And then he continues: If Skywalker returns, the new Jedi will rise. Will rise. Ah. All right. that's all, that's all so there you go, because he said think, the word "rise." He does. He gave away I the think title. He, I think. He, I think he also said he's nude and thinking bad thoughts. <laughs> that was Snoke. He, he was. He was kind of a creepy old guy. Underneath his Liberace robes. <laughs> uh, so, in, in related news, I, I, I will propose that Lucas may have already retconned. Palpatine's death long ago. We don't need current books to tell us what happened to Palps. Galaxy far, far away. All we need is to go back to episode three. A little movie you may have heard of. Revenge of the Sith? Directed by one other, no, none other than George Lucas. Yep. Uh, and, guys, we need to break down the scene, the opera scene. The famous opera scene when George Lucas... You're going to just drive Greg crazy with this, aren't you? <laughs> ...breaks this down for us, and he's telling the future in this scene. This is uh, according to ScreenRant.com. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. George Lucas created the possibility that Palpatine survived the events of Star Wars Return of the Jedi, setting up his potential return in The Rise of Skywalker, and nobody even noticed. Oh, we noticed. Greg, who is he talking about in that scene? Darth Plagesis. <laughs> <laughs> what the actual so so now we had know. Darth Plagius Plagius did you say Plagius Darth Plagius Darth Plagius Darth Plagius widely regarded as possibly the best scene in the prequel trilogy what and popular widely as a, regarded by who as a mean oh, in its own web. right okay this movie is movie web got it <laughs> here we go in movie web's defense this is screenrant.com that i'm reading from not movie web oh. let's get our let's get it right here movie web. um palpatine How dare they copy movie web <laughs> palpatine telling the story of the tragedy of darth plagueis the wise to anakin didn't jesus just served to tempt his future apprentice, it also created the glaring possibility that Palpatine was capable of surviving the end of Return of the Jedi. So what I want to do, guys, this is way overdue. We're going to break this scene down right now. I've got it queued up. 
Let's hear. Let's get break this down line by line. Let's do this. And let's decide. Let's try to figure out what is Palpatine telling Anakin really here, and does this set up his return in the Rise of Skywalker? Let's have a listen. You ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. First of all, it's a little weird that he's mispronouncing Plagueis. <laughs> he's saying. Plagueis. Plagueis. Every, everybody knows it's Plagueis Cristo. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to throw him off the scent that he didn't really know the guy. All right, let's continue. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. I love how he just sets Anakin up here for the fall, right? Oh, like, yeah. just planting those little seeds of distrust. So good. Is and, it really a little seed, though? I I mean, I thought this was a little heavy-handed myself, this whole scene. Uh, I, I like how it played out. I really did. Planting those full, fully grown oaks of distrust. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, here we go. Darth Plagueis is a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise. He could use the Force to influence the midichlorians to create life. Midichlorians are so fantastic. I love midichlorians. Midichlorians. <laughs> let's really give, let's mid- really give it up for Ian McDermott. That the scene chewing he's doing right there, though, he's yeah. just like, let's oh, yeah. talk about Darth Plagueis the Wise. He is in full like. Christopher Plummer, Bill Shatner, just scenery chewing mode here right now. Yeah, yeah. They called me Tim. Tim. <laughs> All right, continuing. Add such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying alive. <laughs> he could actually. Save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. That is the best line in the whole fucking series. Yeah, that's... Unnatural. I don't want to say the whole series, but definitely the prequel. The prequel trilogy, yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, he is definitely setting some stuff up there. But this also plays into some of the legend stuff that we have talked about and dismissed and and gone over over and over again. Yeah. Uh, we know from Dark... Is it Dark Empire? Where he sets up a series of clones and is able to transfer his his force, like spirit, into these younger clones so he mm-hmm. could live on. So I'm almost certain that they're going to use a concept because they pick anything they want. They cherry pick whatever they want from any of the previous material, all the legend stuff, right? It, it's legends, right? Is that what it's... I don't even remember anymore. Yeah, I think so. Call, it's yeah. called Legends, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. The, non, so, the non-canon old stories, uh, Legends, yeah. Right. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's it's setting it up in canon, but also giving them the opportunity to cherry-pick whatever they want yeah. from that. And I believe the Heir to the Empire trilogy discusses similar ideas with the clone of Joris Kabaoth, Kabaoth however you pronounce that, mm. and Luke dabbling with the dark side i think that also comes into play in dark empire so i i love this i like how it's kind of connecting those all back together yep 
I really am excited about Rise. Me too. It's going to be great. Okay, let's continue. Scott's rising what for the rise of Skywalker. I am. Gabe became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. Mm. Just sets him up, and he and Anakin takes it hook, line, and sinker. Okay, so we've mm. discussed this. Because he's a sucker. <laughs> the only yeah. thing missing is a diabolical laugh. A hairless after cat. The, I was, I was the, thinking... But not from himself. A mustache. <laughs> <destroyer>. <laughs> Yeah, but if he would have done that, it, you know, he's, he's really he's really bringing him in here, Nico. He's pulling him in. What? What? Oh. You're saying he pulled him, pulled him off? That's what you're saying. <laughs> sorry. Should have inserted that laugh. in the middle. He does the laugh. Oh, uh, yeah, he does it. Prior to that, sorry. Um, so we've, anyway. dis- we've discussed this on the sh- not on the show, but I think as guys just hanging out and one of the reasons why this show exists is because we talked about stuff like this scenes like this in particular um when this was actually in theaters and and not long after i know we've had discussions about this in particular because not just of the fun way that we pronounce plagueis plagius or plagesis uh, but jesus christo <laughs> plagesis christo <laughs> Sorry, God, I'm not going to get over that. I'm getting a shirt with that made up. Um, but this is something that we've always talked about because of that moment where he goes down that uh, Death Star, whatever, reactor shaft. Yeah. Does he have the power? We we are assuming, because it's not clear, but we're assuming that he is talking about himself here. He's the apprentice. Yeah. yeah. He's the one Obviously, that... he's the apprentice, and he's the one who stole... Was taught everything that Darth Plagueis Plagueis knew, and right. But it, it's I, if correct me if I'm wrong, but he does not state that he was that person. There is a hint later on when he says, "I can teach you those things." When Anakin's turning to the dark side. So yeah. well, so my correct. my take on the scene has always been that he's falsely bragging that he can teach this power to Anakin because he knows Anakin's weakness is his attachment with Padme and he's having these dreams about Padme's death and so he's like come to the dark side bitch and I'll show you how to prevent that yeah I see you got cookies and he's lying to him well see I think I like your point but I don't think he's lying to him Mm -hmm. I think he's actually telling him something not just because he wants to hear it but he knows that the Jedi won't tell him or show him this part of the force yeah so here is the because the, I mean, we know the sith have different powers than the jedi and here's an opportunity for anakin to come to the dark side because of his fear of losing padme mm-hmm. which ultimately he does but he does have the potential to do what what sidious is saying here well, ultimately he does lose padme but at his own hand right 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 
So I, I I feel the same way about how the way that Kylo Ren is talking to Ray and saying that your parents were nobody. I think those are bald faced lies as well. So I, I just feel like the dark side wielders will use whatever they can against their foe and it's going for their weakest spot in their psyche. For Anakin, it's his fear so, of losing Padme, and for Rey, it's his it's her fear of indeed having no lineage. So let me ask a question. Yes. What if Darth Sidious is not Darth Sidious? What if Darth What if Darth Sidious was actually Darth Jesus? Hmm. And he, cheat, you cheat death by going, you know, like Lord Voldemort from Harry Potter. Right. And he transitioned his consciousness or enough of his consciousness to palps. Yeah. Yeah, that that. Well, and then wouldn't Palps be able to transition his consciousness to Vader, who maybe transitions his consciousness to drumroll Snoke? That's another theory out there that that's Snoke's role is that he's sort of like the bridge. What if? What if? Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> so, this transition happens just before death, right? Which means that Plagesus had to transition to Palps, right? So the whole time Palps, we thought was Palps, was actually Plagesus. And then just before being thrown over the side of the railing by Vader, he transitions into Anakin. And who's the last person to see Anakin alive before he dies? Oh, shit. Is Luke? Yeah. So this whole time is Luke. So what is what happens? What does Luke do? He trains Jedi. Turns out to train Ben Solo into becoming mm-hmm. an evil human being Sith. Ooh, Nico. Transitions into question mark Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren, or possibly because we don't know her entire lineage yet, possibly. What's her face is Ray, Ray. <laughs> and then and then I'll add to your theory here. Maybe part of him realizes that this is going on and he uh hides himself to keep the dark side away from his friends. He hides on the island. Yeah. Uh and becomes a hermit as a matter of protection, so that he's it's his heroic uh it's heroic in that he's isolating himself because he's also keeping the dark side from those that he loves i'm just saying to me that whole theory sounds a little and i i see where you're going with it but the whole theory i hope they don't go that route because it sounds very like x-men phoenix storyline ish kind of with this weird cosmic power that just attaches itself to people and mm, yeah i don't think i want that for my star wars story but it works for marvel <laughs> well unless unless you're making x-men movies then it fucking bombs at the box office hmm. well there's a lot of reasons for that i'm not going to get into all the X-Men <laughs> stuff guys this, so this is this is really good stuff and i uh, we're going to find out in a few short months what the answers are hopefully but there are other books that offer some clues. Okay. Uh, for instance, according to DarkSideOfTheForce.com, this is a story that uh, this is a little bit old. <clears throat> it's about a month old. I've been meaning to get to it, but 
uh, title is Star Wars Obi-Wan saw, tre- saw sequel trilogy events while fighting Darth Vader. So if you remember, <clears throat> excuse me, the book Star Wars A Certain Point of View has is, uh, is episode four told from a different perspective from each from several characters. There's maybe 20 chapters and each story is a, is about episode four, A New Hope. However, it's twisted a little bit off camera, uh, a little bit from what we don't see to what we don't see on the big screen and off to the side. And it sort of gives a different perspective. It's a great read. Um, but in there is one section uh, in which Obi-Wan Kenobi, moments after Darth Vader struck him down on the Death Star, is lamenting about his situation. And so in that book, the great Jedi has a series of flashes. This again, according to darksideoftheforce.com. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi in the moments after being struck down by, by Vader. He says, is this power? This is torture? I'm like a leaf tossed in a storm, the present and the past crashing together. I can no longer tell what is real and what is a distant memory brought into sharp relief. Luke is safe. Luke is in danger. I'm on Tatooine. I'm on the battle station. It shouldn't be like this. This is not what Yoda promised. I am being overwhelmed. The past, the present, the future. I can see things that are not yet to be. Leia slumped beside a console, her heart breaking. Captain Solo failing so very far. Falling so very far, excuse me. Evil triumphant, and then vanquished, and then rising again. And worst of all, Luke, as I am now, an old man, his face creased, his eyes haunted. He's cut off from those who love him, consumed by regret and sorrow. It's too much to bear. I f- a, a future I never want to see. So this is a book that came out, I think it was right before um, The Last Jedi. And so these clues are here in these books, guys. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. I'm, I I love the theories that we're uh, we're presenting here. I I still am going to stick with the idea. Here's why I really I, I love what you guys are presenting to us on the show tonight. But I really want to stick with the idea of the clone concept, and it might be a real factor. A couple things that come into play on this is the fact that the whole concept of the stormtroopers up to this point, up until the new trilogy, has been clones. It's all been about clones. So maybe there's something at play there because clones get mentioned again in The Force Awakens talking about the new type of troopers as opposed to if they, you know, they fail the new concept of this kind of brainwashing method that they're doing with these young soldiers. Do we have to go back to the old clone idea, Mm. the old Empire's version of this? I like that that kind of got into play there for a, a moment, just a, a line or two. It seemed like a throwaway mm-hmm, line mm-hmm. just to have like a connection to the old trilogy. That might be something bigger that we see played out in the last Well, last and film. because clone technology is, is, is clearly like an accepted part of Star Wars lore. Right. And, and you're pulling the strings on that. Why wouldn't you clone yourself? Yeah. <laughs> you know, to ensure that you are able to survive. If you remember Dark Empire, I believe he cloned... And, and, and Dave, I'm going to pull on this for you and maybe Greg, uh, if you guys remember back to this or read the series, but 
he cloned multiple versions of himself. Mm. It wasn't just one clone sitting in in some like back to tank somewhere. So he had options, and I think that was the play. There was to he wanted to live forever, and and reign forever, keep this empire, this concept going. Mm. I think those were the Dark Horse comic days, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't read many of those, so I, I'm I'm not much to add to that story. It's funny because Dark Empire and Heir to the Empire kind of came out around the same time, so a lot of people they kind of skew a little bit away from each other. It's fun to go back and reread both of those series. I think Dark Empire was a six issue limited series, and then uh, Heir to the Empire was a trilogy of books. Both of them have wonderful stories to tell, and kind of can go hand in hand. Mm you can kind of get away with them piggybacking on each other a little bit to see two different points of view of the Empire after Return of the Jedi. Um, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. I really am excited for this last movie. Uh, I know we've argued about the other ones in the past, but I I want to see them succeed, and I want to see how the connection is between the last two films. Well, as we've said from the beginning... Well, we really can't judge Episode Eight until we complete the trilogy. Oh, well, I can right. judge it, but I might have a change of po- a point of view change. All right, when the last and we movie. all and we've we've all judged that it's a great movie, so <laughs> that's what we all determined, hundred percent in agreement. Yeah, no doubt about it. You mean Dream Girls, right? We're talking about Dream Girls still. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mamma Mia. Hey, that's called completing the circle. Completing the circle. Was this circle of life? Uh, guys. One last really cool theory. There was uh, another guy on Reddit that posted this uh, side-by-side pictures, essentially, of the scene from uh, The Force Awakens with the Knights of Ren on, it looks like a battlefield in the rain. Posted that next to the Vanity Fair shot of Kylo Ren and Rey fighting on what uh, Nico uh, wisely pointed out looks like possibly the broken up Death Star hmm. um, there on that we see in the in the uh, trailer um, and the shots look pretty I mean there's some similarities there with the terrain with they're, they're both clearly you know lightsabers in the rain um, mm-hmm. it's interesting so go check that out at uh, inverse.com and of course we'll have all the links in the show notes at theretchedhive.net so you can check it out. Alright guys, notes. one last <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist for Greg actually. <laughs> one last story guys, I started out the show with the shocking revelation that Mark Hamill was fired and uh, I was not kidding about that. Mark Hamill was fired. It's just that he was fired from Jack in the Box. Of course. As a teenager. Who hasn't been fired from, from Jack in the Box? He's got lots of work doing voiceover. Why is he working in a Jack in the Box? Right. He said that, um, I was always trying to find the theatrical aspects, the Star Wars actor said of his fast food gig. Mark Hamill on Monday dropped by The Late Show with James Corden. This was uh, published today, actually, as we record the show, June 11th. So you could... Uh, pretty easily find it uh dropped by the james corden show and among the topics discussed with his time was his time in the food service industry while he was an aspiring actor in hollywood he says quote you've got to start somewhere and i'm really aware that that's in their life's blood hamill said of the importance of hooking servers up with gratuity luke skywalker the luke skywalker actor who voices chucky in the upcoming child's play yes 
Did you guys know that? Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Chucky's at WonderCon, yeah. That's Chucky's awesome. back. Also talked about working at Jack in the Box in Hollywood. It didn't go so well. Quote, I was always trying to find the theatrical aspects of it, Hamill said at the fast food gig. I was in the back all the time making milkshakes and manning the grill, and I always aspired to work in the drive-thru window. The one chance I had at it, it never occurred to me not to be in character. My manager didn't think it was funny, Hamill said. He, he told me to go home and never come back. I got fired. Fired for being in character from Jack in the Box. Unbelievable. Unbelievable the question, is right. The question is, what character was he in? Right. That would be... What character was he doing? Man, too bad he didn't spoil that. Hey, so he, just to back it up, he actually was the one that spoiled the announcement that he was the voice of Chucky. Oh, he was? Okay, yeah. I don't know anything about this. How did this, how did this uh, yeah, he, come to he play? Yeah, he blasted something on Twitter, and it was hilarious. Okay. Like he always does. And, yeah. But it was fun because the movie company, like, right away had to start pumping out the trailers after he made the announcement. Oh, okay. So. Have you guys seen the trailer? The movie's out, isn't it? Or it's coming out? I think it comes out soon. I don't think oh. it's out yet. Like in a week or two. It's... Yeah, fairly soon. Yeah. All right, so I saw the very first Chucky, the <laughs> first one. I've not seen any of the other ones. Oh, wow. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple good ones in the late trilogy, I guess you would call it. All right. Is there, though? <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in a shockingly so bad it's good type of way, uh. but don't see Chucky, what, Child's Play 2 or 3. I would avoid those mm. at all costs. Well, it was really weird because at the end of the first Chucky, yeah. uh, this is what I heard. Roll it again. <laughs> well, guys, Galaxy's Edge this week. Dave and I will be there for a man-on-the-scene report. We will let you know our thoughts on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Yeah, you know, I said earlier nicely about having some recordings. Yeah. Screw it, man. Let's get the niceties out of the way. You Let's think I just, should just, just do it. What if I brought a little, like, a lavalier do it. mic Yeah. and just talk my way through, just walking through, just kind of talk my way through it? You think we'd yeah. get in big trouble? No, record the whole thing and then just pick, cherry pick whatever you want. What if they kick me out and revoke my I, annual I, pass? That might even be interesting I, for our <laughs> podcast. I would just. Oh man, if you're recording the whole thing of that though. Oh, that's true. Sorry, Nico, just, Nico, go ahead. Steer clear of video and you should be fine. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. So audio, I'm safe. Audio for the podcast, you think I'm safe? Even avoid the, yeah. the mic. Just take your iPhone like you're voice texting somebody, but you're actually recording. Yeah. Just, you know, hey, I'm just talking to my buddies. I mean, but, if you bring, a, you know, some headphones with a microphone on them, how right. are they going to be any the wiser? Like a big eight-foot boom arm and have Lisa follow me around <laughs> from behind? Yeah. Okay. Of course, this show is now evidence. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Damn it. Well, if you've ever brought an eight-foot boom arm into Disneyland, uh, give me a call. Let me know how that went. I do On the Wretched Hive hotline at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-Hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell Hive. You're goddamn right. You can also find us online at thewretchedhive.net. On Facebook at mm -hmm. facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. 
And we implore you to leave us a few stars on the old Apple podcast review. That'll help us out a lot. Guys, episode 89 is in the books. Final Ooh. thoughts. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Kids, don't do drugs. Excited Cheap for your you waiter. Wait till you day, wait, wait till you become yeah. a rock star because they give them to you for free. Yeah, that's right. That's wow, it. love actually. Boom, mic drop moment. Guys, have a great couple of weeks. We'll see you in episode 90. And may the force be with 90. us all. Always. Now, if we're going to talk about shitty-ass movies, let's start talk about Love Actually. <laughs> oh, now you're Woo! going to pick a fight. Oh, yes. It's, it's going to be a fight now. It's going to be a fist fight. I am back on the Greg train. <laughs> That's it. You, you two are dead to me. Hey, everybody. Quick programming note before I let you go. I ended up dropping our review of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, our first visit to Galaxy's Edge in the episode prior to this one. So go back and have a listen to Dave, Christine, Lisa, and I talk about our visit to Galaxy's Edge. There's no time travel involved. You don't need to find a TARDIS. Uh, you don't need an, a Tavacron if you're a Star Trek fan. You don't even need a Ryan Johnson flashback. All you need to do is skip back one episode and listen to Dave, myself, and our wretched wives Talk about our visit to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It was a lot of fun. It was the first time. Absolutely will not be the last time. Anyway, enjoy that, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks.